This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Dragon Quest FM. Happy New Year! It's 2020. Not we're recording. That'd be weird. That's true. We are recording it a little in advance, but it's still weird to think about this being 2020. That's true. Assuming like, assuming like nuclear warheads didn't reset and like the whole world was blown up, like they just got Y2K off by like 20 years. (laughs) Yep. And I hope somebody is listening to this who does not know what Y2K is and prove that we are in fact old men. Old, old, old. Yep. Did your family, I know this isn't on the subject of Dragon Quest, but did your family buy into the whole Y2K thing and like stock no. up on water? Mm-mm. My family, well, my family was Mormon. So one of the whole things that the Mormons do is like they really uh, push for having stockpiles of food and water and things like that just for emergency sake. Mm-hmm. So it was something that we had anyway. Like we had a bunch of water and canned food in our pantry uh, just because of it being something that uh, that my family did. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't a Y2K thing, but we were like, well, if something happens and uh, everything goes crazy it's like we'll survive it's fine mm-hmm. i gotcha my, my family never bought into it either i remember i don't remember much about it other than like i remember some kids at school like were freaking out about it because their parents were freaking out about it mm-hmm. and i remember like the teachers talking about it like in class and stuff yep. and i remember um like going to church with my parents and like some people at the church were like worried about it and like uh, everybody at the church would get into like theological debates about it, about whether Y2K wow. like conflicted with the Bible. Yeah. Cause I, I was raised Baptist, like Southern Baptist yeah. um, in there in Tennessee. So like spent, you know, pretty much until like high school around high school, uh, going to like a Baptist church with my parents. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, I remember uh, like all the like hot debates at the <laughs> church between like Y2K and like the end of all time and things like that. Oh my that. goodness. And so, yeah, it's pretty heavy stuff for like a 12 year old to be listening to. Yeah. Yeah. For real. That's uh that is a lot. So a- anyway, I, I, I don't know. I, I always got, I know this is totally off subject, but I always got kind of like, I feel like uh frowned down upon. Because I would sit in like the back pew and just write stories, and I bring a notebook um, with me to church and write stories down. I got you, yeah. Uh, to get through like the hour long sermon or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was not a very attentive uh, pew sitter. <laughs> I've had you in class before. You took a lot of my courses. That's how we met. I'm aware that you are not very attentive pew sitter, dude. But it doesn't affect my <laughs> listening capabilities. Okay, like like I always think about <laughs> so. No, but seriously, no joke. I always think about in college, I always think about in college, I took a teacher, uh, Dr. Harwell, who was known as being like the most difficult, had a reputation for being like the most difficult, like uh-huh. English teacher as a senior level class. And I remember for my uh, like senior thesis, I was writing a novel uh, to, right, in yeah. order to graduate. And I literally wrote the novel while in his class and I still made an A in the class. Wow. Like, 
Yeah. And I wrote a whole book, <laughs> like you a did. 420 page novel while I was sitting in his class. Um, that you can now buy on Amazon looking up Austin King. Can you? I don't know. I think I think I might have yeah. removed some different books over the years. You took a scattered wind off of there? I think so. Yeah. I think no, took down dude. some different books and stuff. Um, I'm, I mean, I've some, got a copy of it. I'm going to put it back up. <laughs> some of them are still on there. Um, you're going to be one of those used booksellers that tries selling it for like $3,000. Yeah, no, I've had people do that with my novels too. It's like, dude, Birthright, not $3,000. I like it. Not 3000 bucks. Yeah, so... Anyway, uh, we are going to talk about Dragon Quest at some point in this episode. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually we're going to talk about Dragon Quest. Uh, so, uh, you know, you know what? I'm just going to use this as a segue. So Y2K, Y2 2020 might be the end of all time. So let's talk about the end game of Dragon Quest nine. Uh, uh, yeah, that's not too bad, right? Not too shabby. Uh, so a lot of the end game stuff, uh, you spend, uh, really in like the Gortris and the Giddish Empire. You spend a lot of the right. time over within the Giddish Empire, which I'm a huge fan of all of that in-game stuff. Like it's some of my favorite parts of any Dragon Quest game. Right. And you, I mean, you're pretty, like, you I, love it too, right? Yes, I do. The, like, this is a really, really, really interesting part of, of the game. And I love, like, you have the house of Git on here. Mm -hmm. And again, my, my, like, computer background is in there. And, like, I can't help but think of, like, version control, like Git, where you and I, when I was, like, working with you on GitHub and yeah, trying to do yeah. all that, like, that's all I think about is uh, the house of Git. I'm like, man, these people love version control. So I think you think of that and I think of like, I think of like an old redneck being like, go on, get, go on, get, 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 get her done. Get like just, I picture like, basically I picture like the old guys that, that like lived in my town, like yelling at dogs that showed up in their yard. Right. Yep. Like, go on, get, get and, out of my uh, yard. Um, and so uh, children. I, and, like that, that's what you do to children too. I guess. I don't know. There weren't many kids like I, you know, the small town I grew up in, there's mostly just old people. Uh, um, <laughs> there weren't like a ton of kids in my neighborhood. I had like my next door neighbor, Wade, and then there was Beth and Blake that lived a little ways down the road. And that was like it for kids, really. Mm. It, unless you wanted to walk like five miles. <laughs> so you're not going to get those kids. Yeah. So that's what I think of when I think of get anyway. But so King Godwin, he is he's kind of the, the king bad guy. Uh, he's like the. They call him a king, but I guess since it's an empire, he's technically the emperor. He's right. from the House of Git. Um, so I guess, his, does that mean his name is Godwin Git? I would assume, yeah. Yeah, I never hear them call, I don't remember them ever calling him Godwin Git in the uh, in the game, but I guess that's technically would be his name. Uh, so he has a lot of forms. We talked about in a previous episode about the uh, Triumvirate, the three... Mm -hmm. People, go ahead, tell the name. Lieutenant Hootinghamgore! Go ahead, tell the others. <laughs> I know you I want can't to. remember their names. I have to scroll up. Gorsby Purvis. Gorsby Purvis. Yeah, and Goreham Hog. Goreham Hog. Ah, Goreham Hog. <laughs> Kinto Nagbone. <laughs> We're working that into every episode. Everything from now on. We love you, Kinto. Uh, so... Um, so once you, you defeat all those guys again, you, you meet up with King Godwin and, uh, you know, he has some cool forms. Like his, his first form is fine, but then he turns into that weird, like skeletal, he has that like skeletal snake body. Yeah. Thing. That's weird. Remember? Yeah. But, but then it's like his like face and everything up top, yeah. kind of like a creepy, um, boss. So all that was a lot of fun. And I really, uh, I really enjoyed 
uh, all of the Giddish Empire stuff. Like a whole, like a whole, whole lot. Like, I mean, that really is some of my favorite parts of any Dragon Quest game. Just the, the like design of the dungeons, the enemies, the bosses that are all there were just a, a ton of fun, I thought. Yeah, pretty much everything about this game I love. But like you said, that's that's one of those things that that really does just stand out. And particularly for me with all of them, it's Lieutenant Hootingham Gore and the Triumvirate. But it's like I really like the Gortress really got it, too. Mm-hmm. Like the Gortress was super fun. Yeah. And so the Gortress, which we touched on, I don't know if we like fully talked about it or not, but the Gortress, it's a fortress. Um, but, you know, yeah. it's got the gore part that you see in a lot of the enemies and stuff. Uh, in, in this section of the game. And so the Gortress, it's where you get imprisoned, uh, by yourself. You don't have your party members with you. Uh, and you meet Sterling, uh, who's kind of like this muscular, uh, guy who's kind of like the unofficial leader of the prisoners. Uh, and then it turns out that once you, once you guys escape and all of that stuff, it turns out that Sterling is actually, uh, old fat guts that Stella's been looking mm-hmm. for throughout the entire game. And that's 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 a fun reveal too. It's like oh, old fat gut, and you know something's going on because he's got a 3D model, and uh, important characters have 3D models, and non-important characters have 2D sprites. Oh yeah, that's that is true. I guess. Now, I mean, I, yeah. I I knew they mixed up the sprite work and stuff. Um, they did it for space. R- oh so right, that, yeah. Uh, for on the cartridge, so they only modeled 3D model characters that were going to be like reused or be unique and uh, not necessarily reuse like the uh, town NPCs. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes. But I love the mix. Yeah, it makes sense that they did that. I just didn't. Uh, I never connected necessarily that like the important characters get the 3D models. Like, ah, like my okay. brain never divided up into like. Like, like when I bumped into a character in this game, I never thought like, oh, this is somebody important because they have a 3D model. Uh, you know I, it may not be entirely, but that's the way my brain hit it. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. It makes total sense that that would be the case. Uh, so so the, the Gortress, Giddish Empire, we love all that stuff. Uh, you also eventually uh, end up in the Realm of the Mighty, which is the final mm-hmm. dungeon. It's, the, it's originally the Realm of the Almighty. But then Corvitz mm-hmm. kind of takes it over and like taints it, and yeah, and it looks weird after that too. I love the corruption part. Yeah, yeah, like the color schemes and everything look uh-huh. really great. Uh, I know we talked, we did talk about Corvus. I feel like pretty extensively in our very first episode in this. So I don't want to like repeat uh, repeat myself too much here. But uh, the, but you know the whole uh, final uh, boss fights. I guess I should yep. say plural with Corvus. Um, are are pretty good, you know, and they can be pretty tough. Um, I read, so I read in uh, in one of the other episodes, I was talking about the uh, Nintendo Power magazine. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I read something interesting in there, and this is, you know, in the Nintendo Power magazine. But it said that um, they were they had designed it to be the most difficult Dragon Quest game. Hmm. Which I don't, really? yeah, which I don't think nine is the most difficult Dragon Quest game. I mean, I guess it does take extra work because of all the customizable stuff. If you want to like unlock all the vocations and do all the extra stuff. I mean, I guess if you're because it's not designed for any particular party that they they just designed the mechanics as a as an RPG that anything that you had to have good team composition so if you didn't it would be much harder but i guess because i grinded so much and didn't you know just 
just go through as a solo outside of that one fight that I'd mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, then, you know, maybe so. I just, I didn't think it was overly hard or anything. Yeah, I, I didn't either. So I was kind of caught off guard when I was, uh, when I took the time to actually read it. Cause I never actually sat down and, and read it until just recently. So, um, so that kind of caught me off guard cause I was like, I don't think it's really difficult, but I guess, I guess maybe if you're, a kid with a DS and you've never played an RPG before, it could be pretty hard because it doesn't because because of all the customization and all the different options that you can do. Yeah, Yeah. that would be, that would be difficult to start in on this uh, straight out and not have a, any RPG background. Yeah. But you know, if you're like in your twenties, thirties, forties and you're playing it (laughs) um, and you've, and you've played JRPGs all your life, I don't think it's a very difficult game. But enjoyable. Yeah, it is very enjoyable. So what else was in the uh what else was in the the Nintendo Power? Okay, so uh there, there's some pretty cool stuff. I actually like the way it was set up. Uh it's from I ch- I checked to see when it was and it's August 2010 was the issue. Um okay. and so uh it they count down it's like nine reasons why you should get into Dragon Quest. Basically. Right. And you know, for anybody, I feel like every Dragon Quest game that has come out, you can find a magazine article uh, written about like uh, that. Like I know when 11 first came out, I saw articles that was like, uh, you know, this is why you should start playing Dragon Quest. And then when 11S came out, I know like the Nintendo Force magazine, <laughs> uh, which, yeah. which is a spiritual successor to Nintendo Power. Um, but, right. I, but I subscribe to that. I'm a, I'm a, a patron of them. And so uh, and that, and the issue that they did with 11S, they had, a, they had kind of the same thing. It was like, is this the one that's going to break out in the West? And, you know, the Nintendo Power thing for nine, it's the same kind of article really, but, but it, it breaks up into like nine reasons why you should play it. And, and I thought it was interesting. And it was also, it's also kind of cool to see, uh, cause I'm reading it here in like 2019. It's still 2019 when I read it. And so yeah. it's like nine, years after the fact that it was written and I've already played the game and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of just cool to see it because it was like, uh, it was still new and it hadn't, it was like coming out here in the West. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool, you know, just to kind of read it from that perspective of somebody, uh, you know, who's expecting it for the first time. And, And I'm sure we have, you know, listeners who, who were doing that in 2010, but, and I'm, yeah, but anyway, I know a lot of people did actually, based on the feedback from the community on uh, this episode, uh, this this series of episodes. Yeah, people love nine. Like I'm, I'm glad people love nine and have fond memories with nine because, um, you know, because we love it too. Uh, and uh, so we've kind of skirted around this in previous episodes. We've mentioned it a little bit, but there's uh, so grottos and treasure maps make up pretty much the entire portion of the post game in Dragon Quest IX. Right. That's like, you know, a huge part of this game. And people who, you know, log like 700, 800, 900, 1,000 hours into this game probably spent most of those hours, uh, you know, exploring grottos, finding treasure maps, things like that. Um, in one of the earlier episodes, I talked about how the, even the, the tag mode uh, for Dragon Quest IX, like got the McGinnis uh, world record. Yep. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, because it had like, I think it was 117 million, uh, tags in Japan. Yeah. That was before it even came to the West. So that's just like, that's a, a lot. Uh, so, a lot. 
Uh, so, you know, because you could do that, you basically, you had your DS in sleep mode, you pass by somebody else who was doing the same thing and you could exchange like treasure maps. You could pick a treasure map up from them or whatever. And that's yep. why, that's why you can, if you played the game after the servers were shut down, that's why you get to do, you know how you set like a greeting for your character and a voice and all that? Yeah. By the way, which, which voice and what, like what did, did your setting like what did you put? I your honestly don't remember. Okay, because I like I don't remember the voice and stuff at all. I remember because my hero was female. Um, was it okay? So I wanted a female protagonist, and I I made a male one because of uh, I'd been playing four. I chose the female there. I had gone back and forth on what I wanted. I decided to go with a male protagonist on this one because of the hairstyle, mm-hmm. and I regretted it going in. After a while, I was like, "Oh man, I really wish I had gone with the with the lady." Mm-hmm. And then once I get to uh, Patty's party planning, I was like, "Oh my goodness, I can have the protagonist that I wanted in my party all the time." So maybe that's why I love that part so mm-hmm. much is because i got everything that i wanted but yeah i mean i love the uh, the female models in this game so I, I chose a female and so my voice and like the tone or whatever was like grumpy old woman or something like that was like <laughs> right. the uh the, you know you can choose like the I, I can't remember if it's called personality or whatever but anyway you like uh can choose uh, it's basically personality traits whether it's called right. that or not and I remember choosing like grumpy old lady or something like that. So she was a little yeah, gruff yeah. with her welcome. It wasn't just like a, hi, how are you? It was like a kind of a gruffer greeting. Um, I'm sure you chose something where it was like they were clapping their hands and they're like, hot dog. Great to meet you. I'm, I'm sure I did. I'm like, oh, look. hey, how are you doing? Hey. <laughs> exactly. And then even though it's completely done with AI, the like AI program just gets scared of you. They're like, whoa coming on a little strong buddy (laughs) (laughs) um but you can so you can get treasure maps without doing tag mode you can get a few uh in game like i even uh i I know i mentioned last week about equinox the boss killing me in the first grotto Mm -hmm. i tried um and so the quest you get a quest pretty early on do you remember it's called collapses's call it's where uh, Christopher collapses. It's like <laughs> he's like fallen over and can't get up, and you, you need to yeah. bring him some special medicine. Um, uh-huh. And so, anyway, he gives you a treasure map. And uh, and so, yeah, I spec- I didn't know what he gave me, and I made the trek up and down to bring him special medicine, and uh, I got excited, I was like, "Ooh, a treasure map!" Yeah, and I think um, I'm not sure how many other treasure maps you can find in the game but i'm pretty sure like 90 percent sure here that the, it's the king and stornway uh the king and stornway his name is like king king schnott or shot or something like that um Schott, maybe. he gives you uh i think he gives you a treasure map once you beat the main story right um there's there's a king you can go to whenever you're like making your rounds or whatever after the main story there's a king uh that you can get a treasure map from uh, but then you also have the legacy boss uh, maps, which I would like love to experience. Um, yeah, because you, but those are only DLC, right? Uh, so that uh, that I'm not sure on because I mean I guess technically um, you get them from so 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 the legacy uh, boss maps they're received during tag mode. Yeah, but there are some quests where you can get treasure maps that will lead you to those legacy bosses. But I think, right. I think the treasure maps 
um, that you get. I think they're all from, uh, side quests that are after, they're like the DLC side quests, like the quests of the week yeah. and different things. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would think. So I don't think you can fight any of the legacy bosses just within the main story. If you only, if you only play the main story, I don't think there's a way for you to get any of the legacy boss maps. Right. Okay. Um, so, uh, so I, I thought that was cool. I also, I remember reading, uh, back when I was playing this game and was trying to figure out ways to get the DLC. I remember reading about the guy, uh, uh, Masayuki. Do you, do you, mm-hmm. Have you heard about this guy? Vaguely. I, I, you may have told me about it or something, but I don't really. So he was, so he was this guy. He discovered, he's credited with discovering a grotto that is full of king metal slime or metal king slimes okay uh so you know people really want that map right and so right. so people just like traded it it was like he became like a like a hero to dragon quest fans <laughs> in japan uh because i did read about that yes. because they were like trading it all over the place um because everybody wanted this grotto that let you have uh that had metal king slimes all in it which is understandable <laughs> Yeah, that would be one that uh, that you absolutely like. That is a treasure. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so I just wanted to mention that really quickly uh, while we're on the subject of different online stuff and treasure maps, because I thought that was uh, pretty cool. You know, just, uh, you know, a dude who discovered a cool grotto and then he became like this, like, what would you call it? Folk, he- folk hero, I guess. Technically yeah. be. Folk hero. <laughs> yep, that's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, he's like a folk hero now. Uh, so, um, I know we touched on this. I don't think we've talked about it at all, uh, during our deep dive episodes on Dragon Quest nine, but I know we brought it up at some point. Uh, and that was about the other online stuff you can do because you and I, neither one got to experiment much with it because we did not play this game in 2010 and the servers are shut down yeah. and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, some things I thought would be really cool. And especially, you know, I'm, I'm like, Fingers crossed, hoping, hoping, hoping this comes to the Switch. But some things that I thought would be kind of cool is, um, you know, we we mentioned this at some point, and I said I thought it was like this, but I wasn't sure. So I, I, I fact-checked myself. And okay. visiting players can act independently of the host. So, like, if I'm in your world, oh, okay. I can run around and do anything I want. Well, within reason. I'll get to that in a second. But you can bring me back like you you can issue a command and everybody that you're playing with whether it's just me or if it's three other uh real people uh we come back to you and wherever you are but but i can go around the world as i want to if i want um and i can open the blue chest because blue chests uh, they have random items like you never know what's in the blue chest so anybody visiting your world can open the blue chest but if it's your world then so I, I would keep using you for this uh, like analogy. Here. Right. So so if you're the host in your world, you can open the red chests, um, and that's why you get. I know I mentioned this in a previous episode, but that's why you get the item drops from fighting. Uh, how it'll say like BJ yeah. greedily grabs the loot, um, like like they put that they put the emphasis on greedily in this game. I feel like, um, and so so you get to do that, and you you're in charge of any NPC uh, party members. So if it's just me and you playing and there's two other party members uh, that are NPCs, you control those. And I I can't like try to get the warrior to come with me while I explore this mountain and you're taking the mage to the forest or whatever. So you're solo in there and uh, the the person who owns the world, the host, is the one who who controls the rest of the party. Yes, correct. So, But I still get, 
uh, I mean, visiting your world, I still get gold. I still get experience. I still get skill points. So it's a, so yeah. it's a good way to like, you know, grind levels for fun rather than just, you know, killing trash mobs over and over again. Uh, yeah. And uh, one thing that I thought was cool that I didn't know uh, was that uh, I, so I can also make uh, progress in not all of them, but certain side quests. I can make progress in those that I started in my game. So like if I opened up a side oh, quest, cool. I assume it's the side quests that are like kill 10 slime stacks. And then if I'm in your world, Probably, I kill 10 yeah. of those that it counts. Um, so I assume it's something like that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we talked about this in a previous episode too, that you can't do anymore. Wah, wah, and that is the downloading of the weekly side quests. They released those weekly side quests for like a year after the game came out. And unfortunately you can't access that anymore. Um, or at least no. you can't the way we've tried. And, and we've, you tried on a 3DS, I tried on a 2DS. So we didn't try with, a, neither one of us tried with re- regular DSs, right? You didn't try with the DS? Mm-mm, I didn't try with a regular DS. I've got a couple and just never did. Which may be the problem. Maybe maybe the reason, yeah. because I did it on a new 3DS XL and you did it on a 2DS. Yeah, so who knows? So now it's time for that part of the show that we like to call Shameless Self-Promotion. Once again, it's 2020. Give us money, please. <laughs> that was that was indeed shameless. You're, it was the last couple of weeks. You're really making that shameless uh, earn its name, aren't you? It's true. Uh, so, uh, so we've been talking about it. We do have some new uh, Patreon uh, rewards, uh, like giving away ten dollar uh, gift cards for the Nintendo Shop, the PlayStation Network, Xbox, whichever one you choose. Uh, so this episode is out January 3rd, so we've probably already chosen a winner for the month of January, right? Um, probably should have. Probably yeah. should have. We're recording this in advance, so we have no way of knowing. Um, nope. But uh, So we probably got a winner already for January, which is pretty cool. Uh, but we will be getting winners every single month this year. Uh, BJ, do you want to tell uh, the folks at home some stuff about the tiers that we have on our Patreon page? Sure, you can go to patreon.com slash dragonquestfm and you can check out some of our tiers. We have for a $10 tier, you can tell us what you want us to talk about. You can pick an episode topic and go. You also get two entries at $10 or above for uh, our giveaway. So uh, maybe it's just, uh, you know, just free to you. And then we have for everyone, you get an entry in that. So regardless of the tier, uh, for $5, you get a role on our discord server of Erdrich's long lost cousin at three dollars i believe you get a sticker uh sent to you uh from of the uh, dragon quest fm logo so uh, it's awesome stuff yeah and uh and while we're doing the shameless self-promotion segment i haven't brought this up neither one of us have i think in quite a few episodes uh but if you haven't reviewed our podcast yet please take the time uh, and leave us a review um, and we will be very grateful for you uh, for reviewing our podcasts. That is very true. They help more than you may realize. People really do look at those. Uh, you may look at podcast reviews uh, and star ratings. So if you could just take a second wherever you're listening to this and uh, do that, it would be really, really, truly appreciated. Very briefly, before we get back to the episode, we have actually chosen a winner this month. We would like to thank 
Ty Robertson. Robertson, 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 As the winner of the first inaugural annual monthly whatever it is gift card from Dragon Quest FM. So we'd like to invite everybody to become a patron to get your own entries in, and uh, we will do another drawing on February 1st. It will happen at the beginning of every month. Congratulations, Ty! So, getting back to the episode, uh, we since it's the new year, since it's the new year, BJ and I, we want to take just a little bit of time here and talk about uh, maybe our favorite games from 2019, now that 2019 is right. gone and far away. Um, we played, we played some of the same games, especially some of the same Dragon right. Quest games. But uh, then we also uh, went our separate ways and played <laughs> a wide array of other games. Um, so, right. uh, so I try to t- think of five games from 2019 that I loved, and I tried to think of just games that were that came out in 2019, not necessarily I played because I played a ton of games in 2019, so that would be like extra hard. But just in terms of the games that came out in 2019. I tried to think of some of my favorites here. Um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, so I'm just going to say it. Everybody is expecting me to say this, but Dragon Quest 11S is by far my top game right. of 2019. <laughs> that did not surprise me even. <laughs> um, all, no. You know, I guess it's technically a port, I guess, but it does have enough uh, new content that I feel comfortable enough to, like, consider it a new 2019 game. And so that's uh, that's definitely my number one spot. If I couldn't choose that one, if people are like, no, Austin, that's a port. That can't be your best game. Then I would go with my number two spot, which is Dragon Quest Builders 2, uh, which mm-hmm. despite my complaints with, uh, <laughs> with Moonbrook. Moonbrook. Yes, thank you. Despite my complaints with Moonbrook, it was still a really fun game that I enjoyed a ton this year and spent a ton of hours on. Uh, so, you know, if people cry foul at me naming Dragon Quest Eleven S as my favorite, then I'll go with my second one, which was Dragon Quest Builders 2. Um, the You want to go ahead and name a couple of yours? Well, when we do it on geek to geek uh, we just did it, so I have a, a good ranking of mine that I've been thinking about for a while. Uh, it's generally the ones that we have played during the year rather than if they came mm-hmm. out. But uh, a lot of mine were did come out this year. Um, my number one one was actually Dragon Quest Builders mm-hmm. 2. It, uh, it was by far my favorite game that came out this year. Uh, I played the most on it than I have any other game. Uh, Oh, that that had came out on the Switch period, so I loved it. Um, my number two one is probably Jedi Fallen Order. I really, really fell into that game, and uh, the story is just phenomenal. And I really liked the gameplay once I turned it down onto story mm-hmm. mode. Um, it was fine. I don't really like the uh, Dark Souls games. I don't like that Souls like combat, mm-hmm. and um, so it. But it didn't bother me in this one. Uh, the combat was hard and I was getting used to it, not, but I still died a great deal. And the problem is that I have an original PlayStation four and not a PS pro. And so the, uh, the load times was taking like three to four minutes every time I died and it would take me longer to load than it would to actually do the fight and move around and get there. And uh, people who have a pro apparently don't have that problem or a really good gaming PC. So um, I turned it down on story mode and uh, ended up enjoying the game a lot more 
that uh, it was it was fantastic. It was one of my favorite Star Wars stories in the new canon. Like it is, it's great. Um, so that ended up being my number two, and then my number three that came out this year was uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, it's one of those games that over the next, I guess, well, the next few weeks as we record this, and then the past few weeks as you guys are listening to it, um, I'm probably going to restart. Uh, the new game plus that I'd already started and move through it again to see the other parts of the story that I didn't get uh, the first time through with my black Eagle playthrough. So it was awesome. I know that you didn't get very far into it that uh, you kind of bounced off. I got, of it. Uh, yeah, I got, I got halfway through the main story. Um, on when did you get to the time jump? Um, let's see. I got to right before the time jump. That's where I got to. I okay. was like, just based on, Based on your playtime is what I was kind of basing mine on, uh, where I feel like I was probably halfway through the story. I just, you know, I can tell it's a good game. And I think, I think I just don't like Fire Emblem games very much. But to me, it was just like the, I didn't really like the location. The combat was fun, but I didn't really like the location or the characters all that much. And it was just like so serious at times that I was just like, I was like, man, I, I think I even told you, I was like, man, this is depressing me. And I don't like feeling depressed when I'm playing a video game. <laughs> and so I was just like, I'm going to play something fun instead. And I think I ended up playing like a Dragon Quest game. <laughs> it was a Dragon Quest game. That may have been when you went to Rocket Slime. Yeah, maybe so. Um, and went to something super silly. But it is a very serious game, but I loved it. Um, I can't wait to get back to it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, what else finishes up your... Uh, so, so that was your number three. My number three, actually, is probably uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, I Ooh, always loved yeah. Yoshi's Island. It was probably my favorite uh, Super Nintendo game. Uh, it's so yeah, good. Uh, like was Super Mario World Two. I think mm-hmm. is Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island. Island. Yeah. And it's on the Super Nintendo uh, online for uh, the I, Switch. I know. I'm really close to getting the online stuff just so I can replay that game. It's um, it's crazy. And crazy. and and I anyway I loved it. I didn't like uh, I didn't like Yoshi's Woolly World very much. Um, Right. And so, I mean, I, I played that, I played the 3DS version of that one, not the Wii U version. Um, mm, but, okay. uh, I didn't like Wooly World too much. Uh, and so Yoshi's Crafted World, I liked. And I will say that one of the main reasons I loved it is because my three year old daughter, Naomi, fell like head over heels, uh, for Yoshi's Crafted World. Right. She got super obsessed with Yoshi. We even, mm-hmm. I even gave her, uh, my pink and blue, like Yoshi amiibos that came with uh, Wooly World, they look like right. knit Yoshi's. You know, have you seen those? Uh, yes, I have. I love yeah. Them. So I, I gave her those because I was like, I'm never going to use these. And we actually scanned them, and you get a Yoshi costume for each one of them. But oh, is that what it is? That you yeah, but I was just like, you know what? She'll she takes good enough care of them. We put, keep them back with my amiibo when right. she's not playing with them. But I was just like, here, play with them. And she 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 got All super right. obsessed with it. She got really good at it. Where she could even, she still can't do the bosses very well, but all the other levels she's mm-hmm. pretty good at running through, especially if you put it on like mellow mode and stuff. That's really and so awesome. because of that, that was probably my uh, my number three game this year, um, just because it was so much fun playing with her. And it's still one of those games that we go back, if, especially if she catches me playing the Switch, that she'll be like, hey, can we play Yoshi now? And so we go back and, and you know play it again. Uh, we haven't a hundred percented it because there are lots of like side things to find beat the main story like pretty quickly, but all the other stuff we haven't found yet. So we're going back and finding other like crafts and secret collectibles and stuff. Uh, from time yeah, to time. there's a lot of stuff to search for in that. Uh, game. So that's probably my, 
uh, number three. Uh, my number four, I think I'm going to go with um, Atelier Riza. Um, okay. That's fairly recent on your list too. It's a fairly new yeah, game. Yeah, I, I played it. Uh, I played it and beat it in November, um, and it was a it was a really fun game. I actually did a review uh, for the new Geek to Geek review page that we have mm-hmm. um, of it, and uh, so you guys can read the review there if you want like an extensive like uh, discussion on it. But but yeah, it was fun. It was my first game in that series that I'd ever played. Uh, the graphics looked good and it was a good enough game that i wanted to i'm interested in playing other games in the series um Mm -hmm. i think it's one of those games though that i have to be i'll have to be in the mood to play because it's a very it's a pretty relaxing chill game you know that involves a lot of like crafting and gathering and so but that's what i was in the mood for at the time when i played it i had i had just come off of sinking like tons and tons of hours into 11s (laughs) Um, I had just, uh, come off of that and I wanted a game that was still, there was still a JRPG, but that was a little bit more relaxing. And, um, and so I was kind of on the fence, it was November. And so I was kind of on the fence about like, do I get this game or do I get one of the new Pokemon games? And the new Pokemon games just didn't look good enough to me to like buy them. I still haven't played any of them. Um, and so uh, so I went with that one and I was pleasantly surprised by it and I had a good time in there. And, uh, just in terms of, you know, again, if I go to all the games I played in 2019, I don't know that it would be on that list, but if I'm sticking solely to games that came on 2019, um, then yeah, it's definitely on the list. It's, it's probably number four, uh, for me. What about you? What's your number four? Well, my number four and five, when I did it on geek to geek were not released in 2019. Um, I'd had them as being dragon quest nine. Uh-huh was my number mm-hmm. four actually. Cause I played it this year and then I'd had cosmic star heroin as number mm-hmm. three. Um, it was such a good indie RP or number five. It was such a, uh, a good indie RPG that it was my first platinum on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, I just loved it. But if we're looking at it strictly from a uh, 2019 perspective, um, probably number four is uh dragon quest 11 mm-hmm. S Um, I edged it out of the top five overall because it, uh, it didn't draw me in as much as some of the others did to compel me to think. That's amazing Um, to me. That like, that's like a knife in my heart, BJ. (laughs) That's like, that's like telling me that one of my kids is ugly. (laughs) Well, I mean, Nora is, uh, I mean, her her and Rowan (laughs) have the same face. They're twins. (laughs) That's why I picked the twin. But no, no, but, but for real, it was, it's objectively one of the best RPGs out there. It it just does everything right. But in terms of drawing me in and making me want to finish literally everything, it didn't do that to me as much as some of the others. Like I kept playing, I think I had a better time playing nine overall, just spending that much time with it and feeling compelled to play. And then cosmic star heroin made me, uh, compelled enough to experience pretty much everything in the game and get the Mm -hmm. platinum and 11 S there's still stuff I haven't gone back to or felt compelled to finish up yet like Tickington. Mm -hmm. And so I haven't done that. Um, And then if you go further than that, it would actually probably be kingdom hearts three. Yeah. I was, um, I I was just going to say because of the, yeah, I was just going to say, I was actually surprised when you're talking about your geek to geek list. I was, I was amazed that 11 S wasn't on there. First of all, I was amazed and a little hurt. And then, 
I was surprised <laughs> that Kingdom Hearts 3 wasn't on there because you like loved that game at the beginning of the year. Like I loved it. I never went back. And again, it was one of those that I didn't include it in the main list because once I got to a certain point in it, I didn't move forward trying to platinum it and see everything else. Like I got the secret ending and I was mm-hmm. done. And so it uh, it wasn't like something that made me keep wanting to come back over and over and over again. And with the release of the DLC, uh, I haven't felt compelled to go to it. And uh, so I'm I included it a little lower, but if I had to to put it on there, it would definitely be my number five, although it's a very, very close number five with uh, Luigi's Mansion three, which is which is very. Uh, And I haven't played Luigi's Mansion three yet. Kingdom Kingdom Hearts three. I was heavily disappointed in. You know that I didn't really like it much at all. Um, But uh, Luigi's Mansion, I I was just I, I didn't make it to. It didn't fit into my game list uh, this past year at the time it came out, you know, at the end of October. And so it's one of those games that I'll probably, uh, I'm going to play in 2020. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and play it yet. Um, There's a a couple of rollover games from 2020 that I haven't got to play yet. Or 2019, sorry, that I haven't got to play yet. And that is, um, that's Luigi's Mansion, which I look forward to playing. Right. I will probably eventually, I want to say buy, probably, I'll probably get Pokemon Sword, but I'll probably, I'll probably eventually mm-hmm. buy one of those games, maybe if, especially if there's like a dry spell of video games where I don't have anything else to play. Um, so I may get into that yeah. one. And then, um, one that would definitely be on my top five list, um, that's not because I haven't got to play it this year yet is the Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch, uh, that came mm-hmm. out for Switch, yeah. um, which I guess that's technically a remaster. I mean, the Switch version isn't a remaster, but, you know, the the PS4 version, PC version is. Um, so um, so I didn't include Nino Kuni on here because I haven't had a chance to play it. I bought it, um, but right. I haven't got to play it yet. Same I haven't got here. to play it yet. But that's one of my favorite video games of all time. So it would be on this list if I'd actually played it. But I didn't uh, get a chance to play it within 2019 when it came out. So I didn't include it on the list. Um, so I'm thinking... Um, I had to really think about my fifth spot. And part of that was that I didn't play that many games in 2019 that came out in 2019 that I enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, most of the 2019 games that I tried out, I was really disappointed in. Um, like, like three houses and like Kingdom Hearts three, you know? So, um, uh, see, and that, that hurts me. It's like, man, they're both. So yeah, well, uh, Three Houses is so good. Kingdom Hearts, I was super into. I can't say it's super good, <laughs> but, but you like for it. for big Kingdom Hearts fan. But I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I gotcha. So, uh, so for me, um, it was kind of difficult to try to find one. Uh, but I, I decided to give the last spot uh, to Star Ocean uh, First Departure R, um, which which I get right. is a remaster of a remaster. Um, but you know, there is some new stuff added to the one that came out for. Uh, I think it's Switch, Steam, and PS4, I think, is all the places uh, that it came out for. And, and it's... Did it not do Xbox? I would assume it came out on Xbox. Maybe. I, I'm not sure. I am I mean... Uh, Usually if there's a Steam release, yeah. there's an okay. Xbox so release. Okay, I, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's definitely on PS4 and it's definitely on Switch. I know that much. I know it's on those two, for sure. And I've been playing on Switch. And and it's a lot of fun. You know, if you if you don't like Star Ocean games, you're not going to like it. It's not the best Star Ocean game, um, but but you know it's it's pretty good and it's it's a good port and it feels 
uh, it feels at home on the Switch, and I'm hoping it means we get some yeah. other Star Ocean games on there. Um, maybe with some quality of life improvements <laughs> uh, for some of the older ones. Right. Uh, but overall, you know, First Departure R has been, um, it's been a lot of fun since we're recording this right now. I haven't beat it, uh, but I'm in the last like two thirds of the game. Um, by the time right. this episode airs, I want to say I will have beaten it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, even though, you know, maybe, you want to say that's not a 2019 game, but I'm going to include it on my list anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen you talk about it so uh, the last little bit, and uh, I'm looking. I forgot it it came out. I'm looking forward to getting it. It's just one of those that keeps uh, uh, just on the periphery of stuff that I've uh, kept up with. So in 2020 here, I'll probably get it and play it at some point. Like it's almost mm-hmm. guaranteed. Cool. So yeah, I guess that's us. That I was guess our that 2019 year. Yeah, we, yeah. So this, you, like I like we said earlier, you should be uh, listening to this at the beginning of 2020. So we hope you had a good new year and a new uh, good holiday season there. Uh, hopefully, you got some of these games we were talking about and have uh, started working your way through them. Yeah, and remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at Dragon Quest FM. Uh, you can leave us voice messages and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, if you go to anchor.fm slash dragon quest, you can also talk to me personally on Twitter at underscore Austin underscore King. And you can read my weekly dragon quest blog at dragonquestaustin.com. And I am on Twitter as at professor Beege. Uh, I also co-host the geek to geek podcast, which you can find at geek to geek And we're part of a media network that houses podcasts and live streams and blogs and video game reviews and just all sorts of awesome stuff. We have a Slack and a discord server where you can hang out with us and you can find all of that stuff at geek to geek Thanks everybody. Bye-bye. Bye everybody. Do 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 do